Hello, this is Old Buck Dave, flying solo in this special bonus episode of Two Old Bucks. This is a true story I had published about 25 years ago, about something that happened about 60 years ago. I hope you like it. It's called The Drinking Contest. Ron's Dairy was a favorite hangout for guys in West Newton below the magic age of 16. Located on prime Main Street real estate, Ron's was a little restaurant with an, a counter and booths serving up the usual burger fare along with takeout dairy products. Around age 14, I was lucky enough to participate in Ron's remodeling celebration, which commemorated the replacement of his old wooden booths with sparkling new Formica-topped editions. We had a kind of a love-hate relationship with Ron, a 30-something single guy with thinning black hair and his trademark white apron worn at half-mast around his waist. Maybe that's too strong. It was more like he had mixed feelings when we showed up. Were we going to mix the sugar and salt again while Ron was busy frying up a half-dozen burgers? Were we going to fling greasy french fries at each other? scaring away the big money customers? Or are we going to give Ron, a struggling small town entrepreneur, somebody to talk to on a slow Saturday night? He just never knew and neither did we. On the evening of the grand reopening, a couple of us decided to check out the place. Tom, Jim, and I, the West Siders, waited for Danny down the street in front of the bank. Danny was hitching in from Suterville, a small town, smaller even than West Newton, about three miles downriver on the Yakagani. Ron, being an astute businessman, had concocted a powerful marketing ploy to draw in the hordes for his reopening. All the buttermilk you can drink for 25 cents. Now, I've always thought buttermilk suffered from an identity crisis. What was it really? It wasn't really milk, and it wasn't really butter. Milk and butter had reasons for being, real purposes in life, but buttermilk? Buttermilk was one of those netherworld amalgams, probably discovered by some farmer's conflicted wife. Should I finish churning this butter or peel the potatoes? Let's see if it's ready. Hey, this is different. I'll bet the children would love it. But think about it. When was the last time you said to someone, Boy, I just like love biting into a slab of rancid butter, taking a big gulp of milk, and swishing them around in my mouth till I get a nice lumpy consistency. See what I mean? But 1960-ish Saturday nights in West Newton being what they were, one of us saw the buttermilk promotion as a way to liven up the evening. Let's have a buttermilk drinking contest, said Jim. The losers pay for the winner's buttermilk. High-stakes poker, West Newton style. How could a guy resist? Well, one did. No way I'm going to drink any buttermilk, I said. But I'll gladly help pay for the winner's buttermilk. It'll be worth it just to watch. Well, I appreciate that because I love buttermilk, said Jim. The three combatants assumed their positions around the booth as Ron, with an excited grin, served up three 12-ounce glasses of the clotted concoction. I gave the signal and the contest was officially underway. Glug, glug, glug. Danny and Jim quickly sprinted into the lead, but Tom doggedly hung on and managed to finish his clumpy cocktail. Another round, I called to Ron. Ron's grin was bigger than ever. Yes, my idea's working, he must have thought as he refilled the glasses. When I gave the signal, Danny and Jim each began chugging, 
with an air of quiet confidence. Tom was quiet, too, but he wasn't chugging. He stared at his glass, took a few tentative sips, and put down the glass. I'm out, Tom said with a slow exhalation. Jim and Danny were definitely not out, though. Their second glasses went down faster than the first, as though they were getting their second wins. Done, shouted Danny. Done, echoed Jim a few seconds later. Set him up, Ron, I called. Ron's grin didn't show his teeth anymore. You could feel him doing the mental math, running his fingers through his thinning black hair. Nobody was supposed to drink more than two. His eyes glared at us. Go, I signaled, and round three was underway. Danny was still chugging at a healthy, though somewhat slower pace. Jim seemed to be losing his enthusiasm, though, taking quick, shallow breaths after every few swallows. Tom tried to rally him. Come on, Jimbo, suck it down. He's kicking your tail. Jim stepped up to the challenge and forced down the rest of his buttermilk, finishing a good 20 seconds behind Danny. Danny could smell victory and was perturbed at Jim's determination. Give up? You barely finished that one, Danny jabbed. No way you can drink another glass. Tom and I looked at Jim's now tightly drawn mouth and blinking eyes. We sensed that Jim was ready to quit, needed to quit. Then we looked at each other and we knew what we had to do. He's not giving up, shouted Tom. He's no wimp. He's a West Sider. Show him, Jim, I chimed in. You can't lose to a guy from Souter. Ron, two more glasses of your finest vintage buttermilk. No longer grinning, Ron glared at the two gladiators. Are you sure, he asked flatly. Ron, by this time, had clearly lost his enthusiasm for the concept of all-you-can-drink buttermilk. What if this drinking contest ideas catches on, he must have wondered. Where did I get such a stupid idea? Of course they're sure, I piped up. It's all you can drink, isn't it? That's what your sign says, added Tom. Danny and Jim eyed their glasses as Ron silently refilled them with a yellow nectar. Round four, go, I called out. Danny and Jim seemed to slip into another dimension where time moved too slowly. Sip, swallow, breathe. Sip, swallow, breathe. Sip, swallow, breathe. No prisoners would be taken today. While Danny was making slow, steady progress, Jim seemed to be hitting the wall, as long-distance runners would say. Sip, swallow, breathe, 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 breathe some more. Jim kept running his tongue over his lips, swallowing air. He didn't seem to be having as much fun anymore. Jim, don't taste, just swallow. Come on, you can do it, said Tom, half-pleadingly. Danny relentlessly pursued his goal at a near freeze-frame pace until at last, glass number four was empty. Done, he exhaled, exhaled, looking up at Jim. Jim looked like someone with a mouthful of raw oysters who realized too late that he hated raw oysters. He closed his eyes and forced down what was to be his last taste of oyster milk. With his glass still nearly half full, he glanced at Tom and me and stared at it back at Danny. He couldn't stop licking his lips and swallowing. I quit. You win, he said dejectedly. All right, we have a winner, Danny hooted with a tinge of relief. Now you guys can pay up so we can get out of here. I need some fresh air. Tom and I lovingly consoled Jim as we headed for the cash register at the front of the store. Way to choke, Jimbo. 
I thought you loved buttermilk. Are you sure you live on West Side? I jabbed. Well, he lost, but he does have a cute waddle now, countered Tom. As Ron took our money, his smile flickered briefly. I think he was happy to be rid of us. While Ron was making change, Jim mumbled something. I've been privileged. What? I asked. He doesn't feel good, translated Tom. Jim looked about four months pregnant as he stepped outside. He managed three wobbly steps when the explosion inside him sent a steamy yellow shower into the air. Another blast followed before he could get to the curb and latch onto a parking meter. We all showed our empathy in the only way we could, howling with laughter, slapping each other and beseeching him to give us more. And Jim didn't disappoint us. Ron, staring at the spectacle through his front window, saw his bad dream turn into a nightmare. He shook his head wearily and with slumped shoulders, shuffled away to get a bucket of water and mop. Danny was celebrating more vigorously than anyone, jumping up and down, spinning in circles, dancing down the street. What a weenie, can't handle his buttermilk. What a wimp, Danny taunted. Then suddenly Danny lurched to a stop and looked back at us. It was as if he was receiving some secret radio transmission in his head, and the message was not good. His stomach was given the launch all torpedoes order, and he had no choice but to comply. Immediately, sheets of yellow gushed out of him, covering all the sidewalk that Jim missed. Danny's salvos made us laugh so hard we almost lost our own cookies. Jim rallied at the sight and joined in the celebration. Weenie, 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 chanted the West Side boys. Nobody cried over spilt milk that night, except maybe Ron. So that's my story, folks, and I'm sticking to it. I hope you enjoyed it. Dell has heard it before, so he bailed out today. We had some extra time on the clock, and I thought this might be too long to put in a regular session. So there you have it. Let us know how you liked it or not, and we'll see you next episode.